the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy Friday to you. Wow, what a, what a crazy week this has been, and also it's been an historic week for the Todd Stearns radio program, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. I, I will say this, uh, it has been really fun uh, to uh, meet, and I hope you've enjoyed hearing from so many of our friends at Newsmax, uh, listeners all across the nation uh, that have joined our program and uh, this week, and we're very excited about the new partnership. Of course, N2 launched this week. And uh, we're excited that uh, the third hour of this program uh, has been simulcast and will be simulcast. And immediately after that, uh, we actually have um, our very own TV show uh, that you can watch on N2 as well. You say, well, Tom, how how do I get N2? Well, it's very simple. Uh, All you have to do is go to Newsmax.com and you can watch on the right-hand side of the page. You can also go to all of the Newsmax social media platforms and you'll be able to um, to watch as well. We have a lot of great guests coming up today. Congressman Jim Jordan is going to be here, Chairman of the House Judiciary. Uh, also, we're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Ogles a little bit later on today. And then for the Newsmax TV show, Laura Trump and Daniel Schmidt will join us. Daniel is a junior at the University of Chicago and a conservative activist. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking to both of them uh, coming up on the the TV show today. Today is also Open Line Friday, and that means this is the day that, that you can call in and you can talk about whatever you would like to talk about. You get to do that today. Our telephone number, and write this number down, 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868, and you'll be able to join the conversation today. So I want to start with um, a crazy story that we originally brought to you yesterday, and we just had a snippet of the story, and now it sort of exploded. Well, uh, yesterday, um, our good friend Ben Dieter, and you've heard him on this radio program, he is the the number one, the top-rated morning show host in Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM, our flagship station, and Dieter was down at Target. And he was shopping for something, and you know they're putting up all the uh, the Christmas decorations. They don't call it Christmas at Target; they call it holiday. And so Dieter noticed that oh wow, there is there was some gay themed Christmas decorations, and he thought that was unusual. 
and he took a photograph. We actually have a picture of the gay-themed Christmas decor over on ToddSterns.com. You can see it for yourself. Because I, I'm going to tell you, I, I know that, that Target has done a lot of weird stuff, a little pervy stuff going on down at Target. I didn't think they were going to be selling black queer nutcrackers, which seems to be very inappropriate in a number of ways. But sure enough, uh, it turns out that's exactly what's what's happening. And we've got the pictures also. Target is selling rainbow-colored snowflake ornaments and gay pride wrapping paper. And for those of you who may be tired of, of topping your tree with uh, Harold, the angel singing, or a star, the, the star of Bethlehem, Target actually recommends a rainbow-colored gay tree topper. No, Dylan, I don't know what's at the bottom of the tree. But that's the top, the top of the tree. That's that's what they're recommending. Fourth, I know it's Friday. I, yes, I'm going to church to pray, Dylan. Jeez, yeah, Lou. Now, for most of the nation, Jesus is the reason for the season, right? I, I think so. Jesus is the reason for the season. But at Target, it looks like gay pride is the reason for the season. Now, look, uh, we've seen this play out, and I really thought Target learned its lesson. I mean, man, they have been taking a pounding, in, oh, wrong word. They have been taking a beating in the, um, you know what, that's not an appropriate word either for this kind. They've been taking a drubbing on Wall Street. I, the stock is in the tank. People have boycotted tar- Target. They're, they're, they're tired of, of having an agenda shoved down their throats. And they're saying, that's it. We're going to Walmart, or we're going to shop locally, which, by the way, I actually recommend you do. Uh, we try as hard as we can uh, at, on this program to shop locally. It, it, that's important. If you're a small business owner, we we have your back, and, and we respect you. Even if it's going to cost us a few extra dollars, we're going to be out there, and, and we're going to be supporting our local small businesses. But anyway, back to Target. They were among the first companies to welcome men into the women's dressing rooms. Uh, we all know the story about the transgender theme merch they were marketing for uh, little kids, and it's really unacceptable. So the chief executive officer of Target, a guy by the name of Brian Cornell, was on CNBC, and he's he's really upset at all of you Christians. And he actually says that the the most dangerous people in the world are, were not the Black Lives Matter protesters who were burning down cities during the uh, George Floyd riots, but the most dangerous people in the world are all of you church-going Christians. Take a listen to cut number uh, 10, please. People said, look, there are bathing suits that are transgender bathing suits that are being targeted and marketed to kids. Uh, there is a, a, a guy who you're working with, a designer who, uh, I, you know, I don't know, was a devil worshiper with some of the things. What, what did you find? What would you say back to some of those criticisms? Well, I think you and I both know those weren't true. But in the moment, we said the best thing for us to do is address the issue. We can't combat each and every statement that's being made and do the right thing for our team take the learning as we go forward. But it was a difficult time. You know, I've seen natural disasters. We've seen the impact of COVID leading into the pandemic. Some of the violence that took place after George Floyd's murder. 
But I would tell you, Becky, what I saw back in May is the first time since I've been in this job where I had store team members saying it's not safe to come to work. He said it's not safe to come to work. As if all of you Christians are the the terrorists out there. And by the way, this is not some sort of, we're not talking about just an isolated incident here. Uh, You saw the big story, and we talked briefly about this yesterday. Salon.com is out there saying that all of you evangelical Christians, uh, all of you people, and I would throw, I'm going to throw Catholics into this mix too, because you Catholics have, have come under fire as well. So you folks who cling to uh, God, you cling to your Bible, uh, you people are worse than the Taliban man. You people are worse than Hamas. They Salon.com and this moron over at Target, the chief executive officer, they literally believe that you people are more violent and more dangerous than the people that were shoving babies into ovens and turning on the broiler. As horrible as that may be, do you understand the level of hatred out there towards Christians in America? We've been talking a lot about the hatred directed at Jews. But I'm telling you, this is a dangerous place to be in the country where you have major executives and targets, one of the largest big box stores in the country. I mean, we're not talking about the old TG&Y. We're talking about Target. So these kinds of executives spewing this sort of nonsense, even on CNBC, that's a problem. But I'm just curious. Do you have a problem with with Target marketing gay Christmas ornaments and, and turning the Christmas season into yet another gay pride holiday? What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. we got a lot of ground to cover today, folks. So we're going to get to your calls. Great guests coming up. A lot of big stories. We have some breaking news coming out of Israel. We're going to get to that right after this break. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypillow.com slash starns. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show on this Friday edition, Open Line Friday. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868. So i got to give props to our good friend, Speaker Mike Johnson, because he said we're going to to get in there and we're going to support Israel. 
but we're not going to be dumping a lot of money into Ukraine, and we're not going to be, at least not yet, but we're definitely not going to be tying Ukrainian funding to to the funding for Israel. And sure enough, last night, the House, in a bipartisan vote, by the way, actually passed this $14.3 billion standalone Israel aid bill. Here's Speaker Johnson, cut five. Regarding Israel, um, while House Republicans are leading on approach, we're also leading the charge to support our cherished friend. And last week, in one of my first acts as Speaker, we passed a resolution reaffirming our commitment to Israel and its moment of peril. And now, as Israel begins the next phase of its war, it's been kind of disturbing to us. I've heard Democrats uh, suggest that there needs to be a ceasefire. Let us be clear. We've been very clear about this. There was a ceasefire. It was before October 7th, and Hamas broke it, and Israelis suffered unspeakable acts of evil, as you've heard even recounted here this morning. Israel doesn't need a ceasefire. It needs its allies to cease with the politics and deliver support now. And that's what we're doing. House Republicans plan to do that. We're going to do it in short order, and it provides Israel the aid it needs to defend itself, free its hostages, and eradicate Hamas, which is a mission that must be accomplished. All right. So, well, good for you. And look, I think this is the right move. Um, And even more important, this money is being offset. So they're taking all the money out of the Internal Revenue Service. You got to love that. But again, they're saying it's dead on arrival in, in the U.S. Senate. So the Republicans need to stand together here in the Senate. And if they can do that, and if they can bring along some some conservative Democrats like uh, Kristen Sinema, like Joe Manchin, uh, if they can bring those folks along, they might be able to actually shove this through. Now, the problem at that point is, will Joe Biden veto? And the administration says, yeah, they are going to veto. Well, fine, let him veto. Let's go on the record and show that this administration, the Biden administration, does not stand with Israel. By the way, they sent Antony Blinken over there to meet with Netanyahu, and they're trying to strong-arm the Israelis. So the Biden administration is now trying to get um, Netanyahu to engage a ceasefire. And, and the argument is, okay, you've made your point, you've blown up a lot of buildings, you've got your revenge, now it's just time to call it a day. And Netanyahu, Netanyahu said, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing this. We are sick and tired of Jews being killed. We're sick and tired of this. And it comes to an end now. So Israel is not is not going to um, engage in a temporary ceasefire. You really think Hamas is going to – you think Hamas – let's just say they did. They did a ceasefire. You really think Hamas would release all the hostages? I don't think so. Quite frankly, most of them are probably dead. And I know it's a terrible thing to say. But quite frankly, based on what they've been doing to the these Israelis, death may actually be a friend. It's despicable. The 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 inhumanity, the the sheer evil is just unbelievable. Oh, by the way, now you've got Hezbollah, and uh, their guy gave a big speech earlier today, and they're all excited. They're they're giddy, and they're saying that that they're going to keep attacking. U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. So here's a question for you, and it's a two-pronged question. First of all, should Israel engage a ceasefire? Have they made their point, or should should Israel be allowed to go in and eradicate Hamas? Secondly, 
our troops are coming under attack. And a lot of these things are not even being reported in the media now. And the reason why is they're afraid that you, the great listeners of this program, would get so riled up that we would be demanding retribution. So my question, okay, we've got number one, question number one, should Israel engage in a ceasefire? But question number two, how how does the United States need to be responding to these terrorist attacks on our troops? We've had at least two dozen troops that we know of, probably more, that have been injured as a result of these attacks. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. And we'll be taking your calls on this. So Ron DeSantis, <laughs> Ron DeSantis is out on the campaign trail, and I think he has jumped the shark. So Team Trump has been having some fun at DeSantis's expense. He's been... Um, He's been walking around in these boots, and it's very clear that he's wearing some sort of a lift, some sort of a of a high heel inside the boot. And he's not being honest about how tall he is. And a lot of people think it's just funny, it's silly. But Ron DeSantis has really gotten angry over this. So finally, somebody told him, Ron, you got you to gotta have some fun with it. And, and so this is how that turned out. Cut number four. Can we do this? Can we get this off the table first? I've been watching over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 days or so. And there are these gotcha people, these people who just want to sit there and they want to talk about how tall you are, whether you're wearing boots with with uh, what do they call it? Heel extenders inside. I mean, I mean. Uh, Governor, the southern border is a disaster. It's, it, terrorists are coming across the border. We got two wars that we're kind of funding, and they want to talk about how tall you are. Sir, t- respond, please. Well, yeah, I, like, look, Eric, this, uh, this is no time for foot fetishes. We've got serious problems as a country. We've got war in the Middle East. We've got terrorists coming across our own southern border. We have an American dream that's out of reach. For millions of Americans because of the Biden inflation and the high energy prices. We've got schools that are indoctrinating kids, not ed- educating kids. And we've got cities that are being overrun by crime. And I know people want to try to divert onto other issues. I know uh, Donald Trump and a lot of his people have been focusing um, on things like footwear. I'll tell you this, um, you know, if Donald Trump can summon the balls to show up to the debate, I'll wear a boot on my head. This is a time for substance. This is the time for us to debate the issues that matter to the American people. And the question is, is are you able to fight for them, which we have done in Florida? Are you able to win those fights, which we have been able to do in Florida? And are you able to lead uh, to a better tomorrow? We've done that in Florida, and we'll do that uh, for the United States of America. All right. So let's just review what what, uh, Governor DeSantis just acknowledged. Uh, First of all, now he's attacking President Trump's manhood. Never a good idea. And now he says that he would be willing to wear a boot on his head if, in fact, uh, Trump shows up for the debate. All the while, he says these are serious times that deserve serious answers. So I, I quite frankly, would love to see uh, President Trump show up the, at the debate just to see if Ron DeSantis is truly a man of his word. And if that's the case, you're going to have a man who wants to be the next president of the United States wearing footwear on his head. Something's not right with that guy. Something is not right with that guy. And again, based on the issues that are facing the world right now, 
it's time for every Republican to call it a day, regroup for 2028, and get behind Donald John Trump. 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back, America. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, and welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers. Uh, this week, launching the the Newsmax TV show. You'll be able to watch that at 3 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax, and of course, they simulcast the final hour of the Todd Starnes Show. And uh, we just want to say thank you to the good people over at Newsmax for really being real news you can trust. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker uh, line and say hello to a good friend of this program. He is chairman of the of the House Judiciary, and he is a great American patriot from Ohio's 4th Congressional District, Congressman Jim Jordan. And, Congressman, I know it's a day late, but uh, happy National Ohio Day yesterday. There you go. There you go. God bless the Buckeyes uh, and the Buckeye State. Uh, good to be with you. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing well, Congressman. And uh, look, uh, we were we were pulling for you uh, in the speaker's race. And I think you would have been a great, great speaker. But you're doing such an incredible job on House Judiciary. And uh, it looks like Speaker Johnson is really doing some good work right now. No, oh, he's a good man, good, solid uh, individual, Christian individual. And uh, of course, he's, he was a member of our, our committee did outstanding work there, constitutional lawyer, argued cases in front of the court, um, just a super guy. And I think you're exactly right, off to a great start, and I think he's going to continue to do great work for the country. You know, it's it's amazing to me to see the attacks coming. You know, they're coming after the guy and attacking his Christian faith. I think uh, Salon.com yeah. had a story up yesterday saying, oh, those, uh, those MAGA Christians are more dangerous than Hamas. I mean, this is insane. <laughs> It sure is. Uh, Mike and Kelly are just wonderful people. Polly and I traveled with them to Israel a few years ago. They're a good friend. And, and yeah, this is the left, though. Uh, now, the left doesn't talk about, you know, when, when Mike took in a, a young man who didn't have a home, uh, the, 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 the work they've done there, I mean, actually, you know, practicing their faith in a real way, um, the good work he's done standing up for the values that I think make our country so special. So, Left's never going to talk about that. They're just going to be critical, and that's just way you know, just the way the left and, and the mainstream media operate. But I think the country sees what what great remarks he had when when he was elected last week. 
um, how he's handled himself just, you know, this entire first week of, of being Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. I want to get to the big story in just a minute, but my favorite attack was the guy. This came from the Daily Beast. Uh, yeah, the guy has about five grand in his checking account. He's got a home equity loan, doesn't own stock. In other words, he's a regular guy, unlike a lot of these career politicians <laughs> who are multi-bazillionaires. Yeah, yeah, like... Uh, Mike Johnson, regular guy, Joe Biden can find like millions of dollars laying around and get, you know, uh, checks sent to, from his brother for 200,000 with loan repayment on it. A little, little different there. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, Mike is, he's a good man. Let, let's talk about uh, some work that you guys are doing on the committee. Uh, the reporting out just a few days ago, an investigation into justice. Uh, the, the allegation is that they're actually spying on staffers um, for congressional members. What's going on here? Well, we know that happened because Google notified Jason Foster, former staffer for Senator Grassley, important staff member back when 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 this when the senators and, and, and his team were looking into the whole crossfire hurricane and what they were, you know, going on there with, with investigating President Trump and spying on his campaign. So you had Capitol Hill staffers investigating the quote investigators part of the DOJ and and you come to find out that that the Department of Justice was actually spying on the people doing that work, doing our oversight work on Capitol Hill, spying on them, looking at their uh, you know determining their their emails, their their phone contacts, their phone records. I mean that's scary. So we want to know who else was being spied on. Uh, was it their work phone, work computer, personal phone? What what was going on here? We think because uh, the chilling impact that has on we have a duty, a constitutional duty to do oversight of the executive agencies. And here this was going on. And those agencies are spying on the very people doing doing that constitutional work. So um, this is a violation of, 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 you know, I think our fundamental liberties and a chilling impact it's going to have on our constitutional duty in, in the House of Representatives. And, and just a reminder at this this deep state that President Trump was, you know, was talking about during his uh, first term in office. I mean, it is a real danger. It is a clear and present danger, and not just to the folks up on Capitol Hill, but I think even to, to average Americans when we've seen how they've weaponized agencies like the FBI. Well, yeah, the Justice Department is, is saying parents are terrorists. The FBI said pro-life Catholics are extremists. And now we find out that that, that same entity is, is spying on Capitol Hill staffers. So you have all that on one hand, and then on the other hand, you have the way that the Justice Department, and particularly David Weiss, ran the Hunter Biden investigation, where they cut him all kinds of deals, tried to get the sweetheart deal past the judge in Delaware, did, let the statute of limitations expire for, for the key years of, of tax problems for Hunter Biden. And those years just happened to be the years that Hunter Biden was getting income from Burisma, which goes directly to the president because Ukraine was part of his portfolio when he was vice president. So you got, you got this double standard, this different standard. When it's supposed to be equal treatment, equal standard, equal treatment under the law. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, Congressman Jim Jordan. And, and Congressman, you know, there's been a lot of talk about impeachment. You know, where, when are we going to start seeing uh, people held accountable like Secretary Mayorkas, uh, like President Biden himself? And if, if I'm hearing the speaker right, it sounds like we are moving down that path. Why is it? Can you explain? Because a lot of our listeners call and they say, why is it taking so long? Well, it takes long to get people in for the deposition. It takes long to get the documents. Chairman Comer has been, uh, you know, trying to get the suspicious activity reports from Treasury. That took a while. Now he's getting the bank records from the Biden and the Biden family members who are part of this this whole scheme. Um, 
And then you got to figure out who then you need to depose as well. So that, that takes some time. What we've been doing on the, on the Judiciary Committee is we've been deposing and interviewing the folks who were involved in the Hunter Biden investigation. We have Mr. Weiss, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney from the District of Delaware, coming in next week. We've talked to two other, actually three other U.S. attorneys. We've talked to the head of the DOJ uh, uh, tax division. We've had a number of, of depositions that we've done in this area, not to mention some of the agents on the case, the FBI agents who worked on the Hunter Biden case. So we continue to do that work. And then, of course, the Ways and Means Committee, which is where the two whistleblowers, Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler, came forward. They're continuing to get information from those two whistleblowers and and, and make that information uh, available as well. So the three committees are working. At some point, I think we're going to all come together and, and lay out all the facts, all the evidence, and, and make a determination, is does this warrant moving to articles of impeachment? And if it does, we will go there. But we're, we're driven by the facts and the evidence. I mean, and you've got the evidence. I mean, we've all seen the screenshots of the of the check, the two hundred thousand dollar check, the forty thousand dollar check, ten uh, percent for the big guy. And meanwhile, as you pointed out in a tweet uh, yesterday, the, the Democrats are saying, "Yeah, we got. There's nothing to see here. We got nothing." Well, I I think the most compelling that 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 is certainly compelling, but the most compelling is still the Barisma story. And remember, there are four fundamental facts here. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Barisma, this Ukrainian energy company. Fact number two, he's not he's not qualified to be on the board. He has no skill set for that, but he gets put on anyway. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma, these Ukrainians, come to Hunter Biden and say, we're under all kinds of pressure. The prosecutor general in Ukraine is investigating us. Can you help? He gets that request. He immediately calls his dad. And five days later, his dad, who happens to be the vice president of the United States, who happens to have the Ukraine portfolio as part of his responsibilities as the vice president, his dad gets on a plane, goes to Ukraine, <coughs> excuse me, and starts the process of firing the prosecutor general and uses our tax dollars to make it happen. <coughs> Again, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, Congressman Jim Jordan, it's that time of year, uh, co- Congressman. We're all we're all uh, yeah. coughing and sneezing these days. But to your point, and, and that's fair. I mean, it is it is about uh, Burisma, and and we've got the goods there. I mean, Joe Biden himself was was acknowledging in that uh, in that panel what he did. Uh, yeah. You're talking about the SOP. Yeah, and and it, and then you, it, it's compounded by the fact that David Weiss, in the investigation of Hunter Biden, slow walks the investigation, lets the statute of limitations expire, and he lets it expire, as I said before, for the tax years that deal with the income from Burisma that Hunter Biden didn't pay taxes on. So he did that, I believe, because Burisma goes back to the vice president, now President Biden. And so you have the actions that they took, then the way the Justice Department handled the investigation. And then finally, on top of all that, you have this this overall scheme of this money and the checks and everything else, 20 different companies, 10 percent for the big guy. The WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden's demanding the money come in, it comes in a few days later, 400,000 goes to Hunter Biden. And then ultimately 40,000 goes to Joe Biden, which is obviously 10 percent of that money that Hunter Biden made. So you have all that playing out. That, to me, is the story. Um, and I think the American people see it for what it is. Congressman, real quick, and we'll let you get back to it. Um, we are watching developments in the Middle East. Um, you've got Hezbollah saying they're going to continue to target American troops in Syria and Iraq. Um, how concerned are you, and, and what is the vibe right now on Capitol Hill that this could end up becoming, becoming an issue where we have to jump in and we're fighting alongside Israel? 
Well, it's a serious, obviously serious situation. And, you know, our, our number one priority right now is, is of course, helping our, our dear and close friend, the, 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 the state of Israel. That's why uh, we, the first thing that Senator, or, or Speaker Johnson had um, uh, on the floor was the resolution in support of Israel. Yesterday we passed the, the aid package um, for, for Israel. We want to give them the time, space, and resources, and not any, any of this ceasefire or pause or whatever the White House is calling it. We want Israel to be able to go get the bad guys. So that I think is priority number one, and then we got to we got to be sensitive to everything else that's going on that that may impact us and our and our and our you know resources and our troops who are in the region. All right, well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Always appreciate the time you, you give to us, and uh, we uh, we appreciate the great work you're doing up on Capitol Hill. Thank you, Todd. Take take care. Appreciate all, right. all your work, Congressman Jim Jordan. Everybody on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Oh, by the way, the congressman, I should have thanked him for, well, I'll send him a note, but we we could have done it on air. Uh, The congressman was kind enough to write an endorsement of of the new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. Uh, My new book project comes out in March. Very excited for you to read this one, folks. Uh, There's there's a lot of information um, and a guide path to get us out of the chaos and to guide us through this dark winter that Joe Biden ushered into the country. Uh, you can pre-order a copy today. Go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books, and you'll be able to pre-order a copy of Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? All right, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. That's 844 844- Seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. We've been telling you about the exciting news around Newsmax now expanding their brand with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows: Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling. They're all on Newsmax Plus, along with our good buddy Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, and Carrie Lake. Nobody covers Trump like Newsmax. Nobody in the media asks the tough questions like Newsmax. And Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. And here's what we want you to do. We're going to give you an opportunity to take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. All you need to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com, and you can sign up for a free trial. takes just a couple of minutes, and then you'll be able to check out all of the incredible programming. Also, get the special code while you are there, and you can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. We'll be right back. All right, coming up, we've got the director of a great new movie uh, coming out. Um, It's called The Bethlehem Movie. And we're going to be talking to the director, rather, I'm sorry, the Journey to Bethlehem movie. Adam Anders is the director. He'll be here in the next hour. Also, our good friend Dalton Glasscock, who is um, uh, running for the Wichita City Council, rock-solid conservative, tough-on-crime dude. And uh, then a little bit later on for the uh, Newsmax TV show, 3 o'clock Eastern, Laura Trump is going to be with us. i got a question for you. Uh, Have you done a lot of traveling lately by airplane? Now, if you if you have, you know that the, the seats are, the, man, they try to jam a lot of people in there, and and I guess they have to to uh, to pay the gas bill. It costs a lot of money to fill up those uh, those gas tanks on the airplanes, and so uh, typically you'll have a lot of people in there, and the seats not only are they close together side by side, but also the ones in front of you and behind you. 
Now, if you've been on an airplane, you know that there is a lever on the side, and you can press that lever, and it'll allow you to um, to relax your your chair. So the chair will move back, and then it infringes upon the uh, the space of the passenger behind you, and it's causing a lot of controversy. So we have some audio of something that happened when a woman reclined her chair in coach. Take a listen. The whole trip, she pushed my seat. No, you seen it. No, she didn't. She put, no. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. So there was a big fight because the woman put her seat back, and then the passenger behind her literally spent the entire trip uh, uh, kicking the the chair and putting her knee into the, the the back of the chair. So I'm curious because there there is apparently a lot of um, debate over whether or not you should be allowed to recline your chair like that in an airplane. And it seems to me that if you're going to recline, the person in front of you reclines, then in response, you should recline your chair to reclaim your space back and it goes all the way back to the very back of the plane and the poor schlub that gets stuck next to the bathroom that guy's never allowed to uh, put his chair back because his chair is flush against the wall so he technically would be the only passenger or she would be the only passenger that sort of gets hosed by all of this but man people really get fired up about all of this that they say well Just because you have a right to recline your chair doesn't mean that you should recline your chair. Really? Is this, I mean, is this some sort of a moral or ethical dilemma? Again, it seems to me if you've, if you've got the, if you've got the right, I mean, and again, if the, it seems to me this is on the airlines. If they don't want people to recline their seats, don't put the button there. By the way, it happens in first class too. I, uh, I was uh, flying back from Los Angeles. I was giving a speech out there last weekend flying back and i just moved my chair a smidge i i don't i didn't even recline it all the way not even a quarter of the way just a smidge and the next thing you know somebody's kicking my chair and that's in first class so again if the airline the airlines can resolve all of this by just you know not allowing the chairs to recline i mean it really is that simple by the way, there are these new chairs on the Delta flight, and they're so far back already. I mean, if you were to actually recline the chair, you would be sleeping. It would be, it would be like a bed. All right, coming up in the next hour of the program, we've got some video we're posting on the website. It's from Swampscott, Massachusetts, and they're playing uh, lacrosse. I, I never have understood lacrosse. All I know is they give you a stick, and you're supposed to go out on the field and hit people. So anyway, there was an all-girls, oh, it's, what do they call it hockey? Is it hockey? No, that looks like lacrosse to me, but they're calling it hockey. Anyway, um, they have two all-girls hockey teams, but one of the teams has a dude. And the dude literally hit a girl in the face and knocked all of her teeth out. It's terrible. You can hear the poor girl screaming and, and crying. I mean, she's clearly in pain. Then you got people hollering in the stands about sportsmanship. And uh, this this dude, this trans dude is like, I'm the man. I'm the man, man. That'll teach you, woman. All right. That hey, this is the transgender era, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. Open line Friday. We'll be right back with your calls. This is the Todd Stern Show. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. Welcome, whether you are listening to us on the radio, you're watching us on Newsmax, we welcome all of you. Um, and by the way, today is Open Line Friday. That means you get to call in and you can talk about whatever is on your mind today. And real quick, I do want to go to the phone lines. Anna is listening to us on the great WDUN in beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. And Anna, of course, a lot of people may not realize Dahlonega is famous because... Of gold. The, the big gold rush back in the day in Dahlonega, Georgia. That's right. All right, That's right. Uh, Anna, what's on your mind? What's going on? That woman that was screaming and yelling. <laughs> Which one, Anna? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of women screaming these days. <laughs> that one that was on the, on the uh, I assume she was on an airline, uh, on a jet. You know, honest to God, people just can't control their own behavior anymore. Everybody's screaming and yelling about stuff that doesn't matter. And it just, it's sad. (laughs) We've lowered lowered the bar on our own culture. Oh, it's true. Anna, back in the day, if somebody did something like that, let's just say you're a big guy. And if you're a big guy, your knees are going right into that chair anyway. I mean, you really have no control over that. You could just simply tap the person on the shoulder and say, hey, look, you know, I'm a big guy. Would you mind not, uh, you know, uh, tilting your um, reclining your chair back? And more than likely, at least back when we were there were such a thing as grownups, you would be able to you would say, you know what? No problem. Sorry about that. Um, and you go about your you go about your business. That is so true. I mean, people are just like. They have no decorum anymore. It's just, uh, oh, it's just gotten completely out of control, and people are just, uh, they're crazy. They'll say anything and do anything, and and they're not, uh, you know, I'm not even saying about. Oh, I think we lost Anna. All right, Anna, sorry about that. She's driving in the mountains. That's a beautiful town. If you ever get a chance to uh, go to Dahlonega, it is a great vacation stop, or if it's a if you're looking for a day trip, beautiful town. They do the great big festivals. It's in the mountains, and they have a great restaurant. and And somebody will have to call in, and you'll be able to and tell me the name of the restaurant where you sit down, and they bring you all the food, and it's family style. And uh, the Stearns family, we go out there every couple of years or so, and it's so much fun. And the food is unbelievable. Dahlonega, Georgia. Uh, Be sure to check that out. All right, I want to go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, We told you uh, that there are a lot of races around the country. One of them is kind of important to us because the chief executive officer of my company is running for the Wichita City Council. 
And by the way, uh, he, I, I, it's my understanding, Dalton, you got more votes in the what the primary or the the the, the early race than anybody else. I did. I finished with over fifty uh, percent of the vote in the primary, so I'm very much looking forward to Tuesday and hopefully getting to work pretty soon. Wow, this is exciting! Uh, Dalton Glasscock, everybody, running for the Wichita City Council, and um, of course, Dalton, you're very involved in Republican politics nationally. Uh, folks listening to us in Wichita on KQAM, the Big Talker, uh, you need to pay attention to this guy uh, because Dalton, one of the big issues and one of the focuses of your campaign has been crime. Well, yeah, you see across most cities um, across the country a, a decrease in the police force. In Wichita, we're short over 120 police officers right now out of a force of about 700. And so when you're short that many officers, you see an increase in crime, an increase in response time, and that's the basic function of government, and most major cities are failing at it currently. Dalton, in Wichita, you know, the, the emphasis has been what's happening in the bigger cities. Uh, we talk about New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, Memphis, but what about Wichita? You guys are a medium-sized city, a good-sized city. Are you guys dealing with the same sorts of issues I mean, we're seeing hundreds of auto thefts a day, and, you know, you don't have the force of detectives to be able to uh, solve many of these crimes. And so really the ones they're able to solve are the easiest uh, ones because of how much work goes, goes into solving these. And so when people know that their property is unprotected, that they can't, you know, go to shop because, uh, you know, there's mitigation techniques at stores across Wichita now as well. You know, those are problems that people are seeing every single day, and city councils have a direct impact on that. Uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Dalton Glasscock running for a city council in Wichita. He is a conservative. Uh, Dalton, I thought it was interesting. So you've gotten the endorsements of of the unions as well as the conservatives. That's uh, that's pretty unusual. Hey, I tell everybody I'm a bridge builder. Um, I'm the only person in the city of Wichita to be endorsed by both the police and the fire union. Um, wow. And so that's my proudest endorsement. And um, I know I'm just looking forward to getting to work. And uh, I think when you offer common sense solutions that get government back to the basics, it appeals to people on both sides of the aisle. I mean, you're a young guy. Why do you want to do this? It's going to be a lot of work. You got You're going to be getting the calls. You know, if you get elected, you're going to get the calls. It's like somebody, you know, somebody's not picking up my trash. There's a pothole. I mean, why would you want to do oh, all have, that? Hey, I ask myself that every single day when you're out door knocking, whether it's hot or cold. And really the why is, you know, I'm tired of my friends moving outside of my community, and I want to build a community that they want to stay here with. I did military and veteran affairs uh, for the United States House of Representatives, and my job um, previously working for you was to help veterans um, get the benefits they deserve. And so constituency service excites me, and I'm excited to help people with potholes, excited to help people, you know, when there's downed tree limbs in the neighborhood, because those issues affect everybody on a day-to-day basis, and you can have that impact in local government. Now, what I appreciate about you is, you know, especially because you've been involved in politics a really long time, and it just seems to me you've got a lot of these young guns, and they, they want to just say, okay, I'm running for Congress, or I'm going to run for the U.S. Senate, or I'm going to run for mayor. Well, you know what? That's all well and good, but I, 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 like, the, I like the steps in between, and, and I appreciate you saying, you know what? City council's important, and this is where I want to plant my flag. Well, that's where you can make a direct impact. And going to Washington, D.C. sounds the most miserable experience of my life. So I have no interest <laughs> in that. I uh, love Wichita, and I want to stay here. It's actually a nice town. I, I mean, the the city's sort of going through, you know, this revival. And uh, love, you've got a fun downtown. You've got the – what is that river that runs through uh, Wichita? 
the Arkansas River, not the Arkansas, the Arkansas. Yeah, I, I never can figure that. So it's the Arkansas River, but it's spelled Arkansas. It's the Arkansas River, yes. Are you sure? yeah, You don't want to get that wrong. You're, that, you, that would cost you don't. votes. It'll cost you votes. You can tell you're not a native if you get it wrong. <laughs> Sorry for all your listeners in Arkansas today. Wow, that's wow! Thank you for that. You've just launched a war between Kansas and Arkansas on the radio show. Way to go! Hey, Glasgow. normally it's Kansas and Missouri, so uh, we're ready to fight Arkansas too. You know, Dalton, looking at at Republican politics at large, and uh, we've been big proponents on this show of getting younger people involved and educating them. What is it going to take? I mean, when you look at where we are as a party right now. What do, what do Republicans need to be doing a better job of doing? You know, representation matters, and that's why I'm running. I think people need to see people like them in elected office and elevate the voices of young people. We can't just expect them to work hard, but we also need their voices at the table. Um, and so I think that's one way that the Republican Party can do it. And also just speak to the basic functions of government. Like, we want consistency in politics, and we want to make sure that we're voting for people of character. And so give someone a consistent person that has character, and I can guarantee you young people are more likely to support them, even if they don't agree all the time on policy right now. See, I like that. And and that's how we're going to do it. You know, it's one elected office at a time. So, all right, uh, where can people go if they want to get more information and get involved in the campaign? What, Election Day is next week? Is that right? It It's on Tuesday, but people can actually vote. at If you see a Vote Today sign in Wichita, you can go to any location and vote today. Um, so you can do that today, tomorrow, and then uh, Election Day is actually on Tuesday. And they can go to daltonglasscock.com for more information. Um, and I would appreciate uh, anybody can reach out, ask me any questions. And uh, Todd, I also remember visiting that restaurant with you in Dahlonega, Georgia, and it was one of my favorite places on all of our book tours. Wasn't that a great – yeah, we were doing a book tour up there, and, man, that was a great restaurant. Was that the Chicken of Jesus, or is that – No, that's Chick-fil-A. I think that's, something there of Jesus, yeah. too. No, it's – well, it could be, but they did have good fried chicken. I know you were talking with an accent by the time you left. You were saying the y'all. the hospitality of Jesus. We'll it's go with that. The hospitality of our Lord. <laughs> I love it. Amen. All right, uh, Dalton, good luck to you. You've run a great campaign. Uh, I think people are going to be very lucky. Wichita will be very lucky to have you on the city council and uh, once you get there, you got it, man, you're going to be fighting for them. And I, I love that. And I think your constituents are going to love it, too. Ready to get to work. Take care. All right. Dalton Glasscock, everybody. And uh, I, I love that. And look, yeah, we, it's it's a moment of personal privilege. We're really excited about the great work he's doing. And he is a rock-solid conservative, and we appreciate that. What is the name of that? All right, somebody in Dahlonega or North Georgia will know the name of that restaurant I'm talking about. It's going to drive me insane. Uh, let's go to the phones here, uh, 844-747-8868. Julie in Maine, WLOB, our great affiliate there. Hi, Julie. What's going on? Hi. I got through. Nice nice show, Todd. I love it. Every day I listen. Thank um, you. I have two, two things, very different in subject matter, but you said it was Open Line Friday. So my first question is, why does Chris Christie keep saying that Trump built 52 miles of wall and he brags about it that's what christie pushes and the second thing is this in all the tremendous chaos going on in our country right now on all levels no one mentions how marijuana is affecting people in all of this when you have marijuana as i did 50 years ago in college it completely changes your head your thoughts your personality everything there's a wonderful author out there, Alex 
Berenson, who wrote an amazing, deeply researched book called Tell Your Children. And I would love to have you take an interest in the subject, the effects of marijuana on our society, and have Alex be on your show as a guest. You know, it's interesting. Well, Julie, I'll, I'll make a note of that. There was a survey that came out yesterday, day before yesterday, and I thought this was fascinating. Um, they said that more that young people, Gen Zers, are more likely to smoke pot than they are to go out and get drunk on the weekends. And, oh, and yeah. to your point, oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at what's happening in Colorado, where they legalize marijuana, and it's been a big problem for business owners uh, trying to find workers that don't, you know, that first of all can pass the drug test, but number two, don't come into work stoned every day. That's right. And it also ties into all the mental health issues that we have going on directly. You really need to talk to Alex Berenson. He just opens up the whole thing for inspection, and it's totally fact-checked. Uh, act, all right, great stuff, Julie. Appreciate the call, and thank you for listening. It is Open Line Friday, everybody, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the program, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes. Open line Friday. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about today. Uh, by the way, let's go to uh, the phone lines. Jim in Dahlonega. Jim, I understand you're going to be able to help me out here. How's it going today? It's going great. It's beautiful up here in Dahlonega. Oh, are, have the leaves started to change yet, Jim? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful up here. The wind's been kind of windy lately, but um, they've blown some of the poplar leaves down. They're starting to fall, but it's still beautiful up here. All right. Well, like I'm, glad, quilt. I'm glad to hear that. It's a, it's a beautiful southern mountain town. So, all right, tell me about okay. this restaurant, because I've been there at least a bazillion times, and the name has just escaped me. It's the Smith House. The Smith House. A very, a very good. Yeah, it's it's a great little place. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's a family home, you know, cooking place, and it's it's wonderful every time I've been there. And it's just good old home cooking. Is that right? Yes, sir. Good stuff. Wow. <laughs> this is great. I understand. So it is, you're right, it's the Smith House, and they've yes, been sir. open since 1899. So they've got to be doing something right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a number a every time you go there <laughs> and so the way it works what you you it's like family style so they just keep bringing out the food until you pass out or drop dead of of a coronary disease or something yes sir you sit down and they just bring it out to you just like your grandma used to <laughs> wow i like that jim you are a great american i sometimes you know i my brain is a vast you know um depository of information uh but every now and again i just i forget things and uh so i appreciate you calling in here's what i want to do for you uh, do you have a copy of uh, culture jihad how to stop the life from killing a nation no sir i don't all right here's what i'm gonna do for you jim uh don't go don't hang up uh, we're going to get you, uh, let's get Jim a copy of Culture Jihad, and uh, Jim will send that to you, and you can go, back, go, just bring it with you the next time you go to the Smith House, and you'll have a little little reading material. Thank you, sir. I all, appreciate it. All I right. love your show. Well, You're Jim, an awesome man. <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that, and we appreciate you listening. I love all of our folks 
uh, all over America that listen to this show. By the way, we will be coming to Gainesville. I was uh, talking with our good friends over at WTUN, and uh, we're going to be planning some sort of a big book signing event there. And don't worry, we're going to be doing a national book tour uh, coming up this uh, coming up in March, and so we will be coming to to your neighborhood. All right, so we've got this video um, that we've posted up on our website of the transgender field hockey player. So this is a boy, and he is playing on a girls' team, and he's trying to take a shot at the net, and it is a field hockey, uh, taking a shot at the net and just smacks the a, a female competitor right in the face. And it's all there. You can see it, and you can hear the poor girl screaming, and um, people are horrified in the stands. Uh, this was between um, a high school, Dighton Rehoboth High School, and Swamp Scott, and apparently the transgender kid is on the Swamp Scott team. And uh, the girl lost a, a number of teeth. She collapsed onto the field in pain. You can hear her, the girl's mother running out of the stands and onto the field. It's just really heartbreaking. The Massachusetts Family Institute has condemned the male athlete's actions. Quote, you can hear the dear girl's harrowing screams after her teeth were knocked out. This is what they wrote on Facebook. When will this insanity end? When will the adults making the decisions to allow males to play in girls' sports wake up and admit they're putting girls at risk? Another man uh, writing in says every school official who allowed this should be arrested. This will not be the last time we see this until we have more adults and more Riley Gaines in the world. Of course, Riley Gaines, the NCAA swimmer, we've had her a time or two on the program. But it's a fair point. And Riley Gaines pointed out something interesting. The president of the NCAA actually lives in that community um, So, and as the former governor, Charlie Baker. So what are they, what are they doing about this? I mean, at what point are we going to stand up as a society and ladies, we love you, and we have the most beautiful, we have the most attractive, we have the most fierce and gifted and talented women in our audience and of all of talk radio. But ladies, this ought to be the man's fight. The men of America, when are we going to stand up, men? When are we going to take action and demand that this kind of thing be stopped? When are we going to do that? All right, we got to take a break here. 844 844- 747-8868 toll free telephone number we're going to your calls on this open line friday we'll be right back all right welcome back to the todd Starnes radio program let's go to orangeburg south carolina bobby hanging out with us today hi bobby what's on your mind Okay, Todd, and we're talking about this situation with this so-called transgender athletes. This is a two-fisted problem. First, when I was in college, a student wrote about them, sports such as wrestling, field hockey, and other Olympic sports were being eliminated for boys. And now they're working into the high schools and communities to eliminate boys' sports while preserving girls' sports in order to preserve federal Title IX rules. That's part one. And part two, you got the Obergefell situation, which created this idea that 
Avery Brundage's 1936 warnings over gender verification tests, which he called for after some intersex athletes won women's events in the 1932 Olympics and led to gender verification tests after the press sisters of the Soviet Union in 1964. There's been a push to cancel Brundage's warnings. Those two create the perfect storm in why we're seeing a lot of these guys claim to be women to play sport. Well, I, I think there's a lot to that. But then, I mean, there are people out there who, you know, think and who truly think that they are women and they're just living in a man's body, which those people, they need to be in some sort of a, of a hospital getting help and treatment. They don't need to be out on an athletic field knocking the teeth out of biological girls who are out there playing, you know, a sport. Yeah. Avery Brundage was the head of the U.S. Olympic Committee and later the International Olympic Committee. He understood the dangers of such even before transgenderism existed. And this is 90 years ago he understood this issue. And yet it's this postmodern mentality of exchanging the truth for a lie where we must exchange Brundage's truth for the feelings of the people, which reminded me of the Johnson versus CrossFit lawsuit where Major Dale Saran wrote, this guy feels he's a woman, but we can't let him participate in the women's division. But yet it was Obergefell that effectively decided against CrossFit. Well, I, I, I will take your word on that, Bobby, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, the reality is that under Title IX, that women, and thank you for the call, Bobby, uh, th that under Title IX, girls no longer have protections because, as, as Bobby pointed out, a lot of these guys are now joining these female sports teams, and they're, they're putting women out in the cold. Uh, let's go to Mark in the Villages. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Todd, I wanted to touch on three things. First of all, congratulations on New Newsmax. Hey, thank you. New gig. New, new gig. Um, did you see Slimeball Slickhead Newsom plow through a child during a pit basketball pickup game oh, in China? in China, yes. Yes, yes. Some of his head grease must have gotten on the bottom of his shoes. That's the first thing I wanted to say. <laughs> the second thing is... Also, who needs college, a college degree when Slickhead Newsom in his third-world crap hole, hole of a state just passed a bill giving McDonald's and Chipotle employees a pay hike of $20 per hour? You know, it, I mean, he's going to bankrupt those businesses. If I was them, time to pull out the robots and just get out of the state. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Mark. Uh, there's, there's a story I was about to segue to. There, there's a woman on TikTok, and she's very upset. She's, she's a waitress. And uh, she says that she's fed up with people who do not tip. And her argument is that if you go out to a restaurant and you cannot tip at least 20%, then you should not be eating out. I agree. You got you to give them something. They work hard. You got to tip them something. I usually tip about 25, 20%, 25%. Also, I want to touch on... During the week, you were talking about time limits on uh, kids making noise in restaurants. Well, no, no, you were talking about kids in, uh, making noise in restaurants. I say you put a 15-minute time limit on con constant screaming. But I'll tell you what really pees me off, Todd, is when people blow their nose in a restaurant. 
Now they should definitely pay a price. Oh, oh, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. Hey, can we can can we talk one more time during the week since you're on Newsmax now? You're only we're limited to once a week. So since you're on Newsmax, does that give us an extra option? I I will not object to that. I would not okay. object to that. Especially for your awesome. I mean, all your callers are awesome, but you know. Our radio, our radio listeners are great callers. So, yeah, that's a fair point. So if you're listening on the radio, you can call in during the TV show uh, at 3 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, you look good in that suit. You got that tie going. You oh, got that man. I, you're, you're looking, you're looking uh, good. Yeah, and they slap a lot of makeup on me, so I look somewhat presentable for TV. <laughs> It's amazing. I don't do I don't do makeup. Rush never had to do that, Mark. Rush never had to do that. All right, hey Mark, good hearing from you. We'll uh, look out for you on the uh, the national show coming up at, at three o'clock. Uh, Mark, by the way, was talking about this story. It sort of exploded. This was our hottest story of the week. This restaurant in North Georgia that was charging a fee a a, a, sur- a surcharge for parents who are bad parents. So if your kid is uh, you know screaming like a banshee and you're not doing anything about it, they're going to slap you with a, um, a surcharge. But I want to go back to this waitress here, and I'm he- curious to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, the waitress says, I get paid $3.63 from the restaurant. My earnings, my wage, comes from tips. And so she says that if you can't afford to pay a 20% tip on, say, your $50 meal, you need to go to McDonald's, but you should not go to a sit-down restaurant. Do you agree with that notion that if you that you have to tip at least twenty percent? Now I'll tell you flat out: if you if you go out to dinner with me, uh, and if you are my server, then you are in for a great night because I tip a hundred percent. So if the bill's fifty dollars, the tip is fifty dollars, and I do it because I you know for one thing I'm able to do it. But the other is I, I want to be able to recognize great service, and that's just what I do. But a lot of people can't afford that, or it's just a stretch to even pay the 20%. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Minnesota. Mary Lynn is on the line. Hi, Mary Lynn. What's on your mind today? Well, I just I have to share with you, Todd, that Monday night we went to the Family Heritage Alliance stand event in Sioux Falls. And the first time we went was because you were going to be speaking and you told us about it. So we've been going every year since. And the most exciting thing about the evening was that Coach Kennedy was the speaker that night. Coach Joe Kennedy, the football coach. coach. Joe, yes, and we first saw him at your event at the Cove many years ago. So even though you weren't there, you really were there. Wow. what a! <laughs> you were all over the place. It so. sounds like that was a great event, Mary Lynn. It was, yes. We've gone every year since, and it's, just, and it's grown so much. I think there were over 400 people this year. Wow. So, yeah, all good supporters. So. And and then the 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 top of the the frosting on the cake was that we 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 had assigned seats and assigned tables and so we went to our table and it was right like right directly in front of the podium and uh, we thought oh we're so lucky to be sitting so close we can take pictures of him and blah 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 so this guy came over and pulled out a chair and said can I sit next to you and I said yes you may and I looked and it was Coach Kennedy we were at his table. Is that right? So yes. you got to you got to sit and hang out with Coach Kennedy. We hung out with Coach Kennedy, and and oh my gosh, it was I'm still just you know way up there. <laughs> Isn't he a fun guy? 
He was so much fun, yeah. And it, and I didn't know, you know, all of his history. I knew, you know, the later part of it, but I didn't know about his childhood. And, oh, my gosh, the trauma that that poor guy went through. It's it's quite that, the story. It, it is yeah, quite the story. Quite story, yeah. But I thank you for all of that because if we hadn't gone to your event at the Cove and you hadn't told us about the stand event, we might still not be going. Well, Mary Lynn, thank you for calling. I remember you and your husband, great people, and uh, that was a great event we did at the Cove. And we may try to resurrect that. You know, with COVID, we had to put a we had to postpone those gatherings, but uh, we may try to do something again. So, Mary Lynn, good hearing from you, and you got to promise to give us a call back. You're well, thank you much. All right, what a great lady, and uh, just a great husband and wife couple. There, good people. All right, let's go to Gainesville, Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Asim is on the line, wants to weigh in on the tipping situation. All right, what say you? Hey, um, I'm calling in regards to the tipping situation. Yes. And I, you know, I eat all every day. And um, my point on this is if the service is good, the, the tip should be good. Some, some service, you know, they come to the table and the service is uh, crap to where, you know, the individual – you know, tips on the service. So I think that the tip is, the tip is uh, pretty much deserved on the, the, the quality of service. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I, look, I think that's a pretty common sense approach to it, um, Asim. And it, it, you're probably like me. You see somebody, and, and a lot of these times you can tell if somebody's like a mom and she's a working mom and, you know, she's just, she's crushing it. And so you want to be able to honor that. And you can do that by, you know, throwing a few extra dollars onto the table. Of course, of course, if if the energy is, is right. You know, sometimes you have people that's miserable that, you know, taking you know, taking care of you and you know, yeah. as humans we peep certain things. So um that's all I wanna say. I don't wanna talk too much and mess up my uh my delivery. No, you did a great job, Asim. You give us a holler back and we appreciate you listening to our great affiliate there in uh, in Gainesville. So it's a pretty that look, it makes a lot of sense. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868. That's our number. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stard Show. Your father has always known you are special. Nothing will change that, Mary. Tell Mary, we are ready. The music, play. Mary, you're getting married. It's about to be the best day of your life. Um, Joseph, I feel like we're already friends, no? Mary, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. Wow. Uh, this sounds like it is going to be a great Christmas film. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Stern Show, everybody, and welcome to our great uh, Newsmax audience as well. Uh, the name of the film, Journey to Bethlehem, the movie. Adam Anders is the director of this incredible film, and the uh, the lineup here of the people in the show uh, we're talking about uh, Antonio Banderas, 
And, of course, Joel Smallbone. So if you're in the Christian music scene, you know who he is. As a matter of fact, uh, we uh, all used to go to church together back when he was just a little a little Smallbone. Um, Adam Anders, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good all right. Well, well, congratulations on uh, the, the film. And uh, this is quite the, uh, quite the ensemble that you put together. It is. It's a pretty amazing cast. Uh, I couldn't have hoped to have... Uh, what we put together is just remarkable. Um, like you mentioned, from Antonio de la Cray to Joel Smallbone, Milo Mannheim, who's a huge Disney star. Um, it's just really awesome. They, they're phenomenal in the movie. And uh, Lecrae, which you know, he and I, uh, we got to pal around once at the Dove Awards. We had to give a, we were uh, we were uh, giving out the awards together. And what a great guy he is! And uh, he's a, he's a part of the uh, the crew as well. He is. He's an amazing guy and he plays the uh, archangel gabriel and just does an amazing job he kind of steals the show frankly <laughs> he comes in he's fantastic so adam you've got this i mean you have a storied career uh from glee high school musical the passion descendants how do you go from those projects to the journey to bethlehem tell us about that journey it's been a long one. Uh, man, 17 years ago, it makes me sound old, but 17 years ago, I was visiting my, my wife's family in Iowa, and I had this idea because I couldn't find a movie about Christmas, and especially not one as a musical. Um, you know, we have all these Santa Claus movies and elf movies and whatever that are so great for families, but there was nothing that actually told the story of Christmas in that way. Um, and that's the idea I had. And you have Mary and Joseph, this love story that was there and Herod, the villain you have for me, the wise men, I go, Oh, those are the three stooges for comic relief. And they was just right there. I just had the vision that, that Christmas, I didn't think it takes 17 years to make it frankly, but, uh, I can tell you what, if I made it 17 years ago, it would have been a terrible movie. So I had to go to film school, uh, the film school of my life, which was working with the best of the best in Hollywood for the last uh, 20 years. And I've learned a lot from them and, that's why I think we're here now, and, and we can release this movie. And, and folks, we have the trailer up at ToddSterns.com. It is a beautiful film, and uh, the, the music is, is really incredible. And I, I kind of see this, Adam, as becoming one of those sort of like um, you know the Christmas story. These are going to be It's going to be one of those movies you just have to watch as a family every Christmas. I love hearing you say that, Todd. That, that was the goal. You know, I have a family. I have young kids. I wanted to make something – uh, that we can all enjoy together. And one thing I learned doing Glee was how to create music so that everyone enjoys it from kids to grandparents. Um, and I applied that to this movie because, you know, what do we do at Christmas? We gather, right? We gather with our grandparents, cousins, uncles, all of us together. What can we put on or what movie can we go to in the theaters that we will all enjoy? Um, and that was the goal. And frankly, even people who don't um, aren't believers or go to church will love this movie. It's made for everyone. I didn't just make it for Christians. Um, I made it for everyone uh, to enjoy at Christmas. I love the term family-friendly because there's not a lot of mm-hmm. that entertainment out there, but this is really a very well-done family-friendly film. How important was it for you to have that kind of a film where the whole family could watch it? That was everything, you know, because I know how hard it is to find something that you can put your kids in front of and walk away and feel okay about it. <laughs> there isn't a lot of it. And uh, this movie is truly for the whole family young kids um it's to you know it is um designed to be something that everyone can enjoy and there's no agenda there's there's just um it's just a wonderful story the greatest story ever told and for me it's it you know i wanted to do it in a way 
that would keep people engaged and kids engaged, frankly, because most Bible stories are somber, um, not a lot of celebration, not a lot of color. It's usually staff and sandals and dirt. And, you know, I just didn't want that. I said, this has to be vibrant, colorful, as colorful as Christmas is, you know, every year when we decorate, I wanted this movie to jump off the screen and be my old storybook Bible when I was growing up come to life frankly, you, and, and I think we accomplished that. Do you see Do you see yourself, you know, going down and really charting a new course in, in Hollywood? And have you thought about maybe what's the next big project? Yeah, I mean, Todd, it's crazy. I, I've done so many things in my career, and the one thing I resisted doing was directing. And uh, But my whole career, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm having all the success. It's great. I'm really grateful for it. Not a malcontent. Uh, I feel very blessed to have the career I've had. But I was like, something's missing. And, and until I was directing this movie on set, uh, I realized, oh my gosh, this is what it's all been about. This is what I've been prepared for. And it, and it's my calling. And I loved every second of it. It used every uh, part of my creativity, all my talents. And uh, I, I just love it. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, you know, no matter what this movie does, I'm, you're, I'm, you're stuck with me. I love movies it. Like this, so. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, folks, the movie's out November 10th. Journey to BethlehemMovie.com is the website. Go and check it out. You'll be able to find out where the movie is playing. Adam, we've got to wrap it up for this hour of the program, but congratulations to you, and thank you for putting together this incredible film. Thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, everybody go early and go off and make sure it stays in theaters all through Christmas. So I, I love it. So much time. All right, we got a job to do, and, folks, you're going to love it. I'm telling you, you are going to love this. Go to the website, watch the trailer, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Adam Anders, a great, great director and great um, a great guy, good man. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Hour 3 coming up next. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. What an honor to have you with us. Hour three of the big show. And we are proud to be simulcasting this hour on N2, the all-new platform, uh, courtesy of our friends at at Newsmax Television. By the way, coming up at 3 o'clock Eastern, immediately after the radio program, uh, you'll be able to watch the Todd Starn Show. Laura Trump, our very special guest, uh, that's going to be a great conversation. Now, today, for all of our new listeners out there and viewers, today is Friday. And on Fridays, we do something very special. No, yes, we do wear pants, but we always wear pants. And that's not what's special about Friday uh, here on the program. We call it Open Line Friday. That means you have the opportunity to talk about whatever is on your mind today. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And we're going to be getting to your calls momentarily. But right now... I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to two very good friends. We call this segment Radio Roundtable. Our good buddy Jeff Katz, who is host of the Jeff Katz Show in Richmond, Virginia. Our great affiliate there, WRVA. And the queen of talk radio, Mary Walter, host of the Mary Walter Radio Podcast. Jeff, Mary, hope you guys are doing well today. Doing great, Todd. Thanks for having us. I'm having to wear makeup, Mary. Uh, can I just say, 
it's Ben Dieter, the host of our morning show on KWAM, was our makeup artist is gone, and so he was powdering me. Um, I'm just glad I wasn't asked to bend over. I didn't know what what else was going to get powdered. Now you now you know what it feels to be like a woman. So when Grace says, "Hey, could you do this?" and she tells me what's going on with Newsmax, which, by the way, congratulations! I could be, I'm beyond happy for you. Thank you. So excited. But I had to say, is this just radio? Because I'm going to be sliding into the seat. Because if it's TV, and I need like an hour lead time. Well, look, we're yeah, we're see? right now it's radio, but uh, soon uh, I think in December you'll actually we'll be able to see your beautiful, lovely face. But Mary and uh, Jeff, then it I, becomes a commitment. Yeah, I told the oh, Newsmax boy. people, happy to do this, Jeff Katz, but I'm but I'm not shaving my legs. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> now wait a minute, wait a minute, Mr. Starnes. Just so you're well aware, I did not know it was just radio. So a, I did shave my legs, and I am well powdered. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> thank you, thank you both for that. Look, before we jump into uh, what's happening with with Israel. Uh, Jeff, we posted a video up on our website, ToddSterns.com, and and I was I was searching social media. I realized that you actually have a connection to this story. Uh, there was a there was a girls field hockey game, uh, oh, yeah. field hockey match, and uh, the one of the guy there was a guy on one of the teams, and he took a shot at the net and just knocked the living daylights out of a out of a girl, and she lost her teeth. Her teeth got knocked out. I mean, it's oh a hor- it's a horrible video. But Jeff Kantz, I understand you used to live in that area, so you're familiar with all of these folks. Uh, Todd Swampscott, Massachusetts, was our home for the better part of a dozen years. My oldest boy is a graduate of Swampscott High School, and uh, I am absolutely appalled at uh, what happened there. But Interestingly enough, it's not the first time Swampscott has experienced one of these transgender issues because there was a guy who was the principal of the elementary school that my youngest guy was attending in Swampscott who all of a sudden decided he wasn't going to be a guy anymore. He was going to be a gal, and uh, he wound up as a teacher in another school in the town. Uh, I, I don't think it's anything in the water, but uh, it is it is Massachusetts ultra-left-wing nonsense on full display. And, and Mary, again, when, when you look at what happened and just the aftermath, the poor girl was shrieking and screaming on the ground. Uh, parents, everybody who saw it was just horrified. But the reality is this could have been prevented if you didn't have a biological boy playing on that that other team. Yep. Well, now that would assume that you actually believe science. And we only believe science when it uh, applies to things like COVID and lockdowns. Otherwise, science is mutable and it's fungible and it's all about feelings. See, so he feels like a she and that's really all that matters. And that poor girl can get replacements. She'll be fine. This is the ridiculousness of it. Now, in Virginia, I don't know if you saw the story, in Loudoun County, Virginia, kids walked out of high school because they've had it with the the bathroom policies where you can just go into whatever bathroom or locker room you feel like, and the kids have had enough of it. So they walked out earlier this week. So this, I think we've hit the breaking point when Pete, when kids are starting to be physically assaulted, which is basically what, what that was. It was an assault under the guise of, you know, a sport. I, and I'm not saying that that boy, girl, whatever meant to do that. But this is what, this is why we have a def, we have a separation between men's sports and women's sports. 
and they don't want a third category because they don't want to, the boys basically don't want to play against each other because it's really only boys who identify as girls who are getting on these sports teams, right? So I think we've hit the tipping point. I think enough is enough. And when you see the kids saying enough is enough, we're not doing this anymore, I think that's exactly um, where we see an end to this. Or at least start to see some sane conversations. You know, Mary, if I could jump in for one second, uh, Mary's talking about the uh, the shot that this dude took against the uh, the female goaltender. Uh, If you look at the video, my wife played uh, field hockey in college at Boston College, and so she and I were looking at this, and, and, and she was sort of pulling it apart from a field hockey perspective. She says, look, He's not trying to pass the ball to anybody. He doesn't really have a shot on goal. Uh, and so the question has to be, was he really intentionally trying to hit that girl? And, and that makes it mm-hmm. that much more disturbing. And, and you mentioned Loudoun County right up the road from me here in central Virginia. A hundred kids, as you say, marched out of those high schools. They were out yep. in the parking lot singing the Star Spangled Banner and God Bless America and simply asking for some common sense that girls use the girls' locker room, girls use the girls' bathroom. Simple as that. And, of course, uh, it's not just there as well. Over in Pennsylvania, Sun Valley High School, we were talking about this earlier in the week, they had kids in that school district walking out of class uh, saying, we're not going to stand We're not going to stand by as you let guys go into the girls' locker rooms and bathrooms. And uh, I think we're finally starting to see a little bit of common sense coming, not from the adults, but actually from the kids themselves, Mary. Yeah, and and there was just a, and I just was trying to bring it up real quick, but there was a poll that just came out earlier this week, maybe like Wednesday, that showed that homeschooling is the fastest growing segment of schooling in this country. Not private schools, not the charter schools, homeschooling. Think of the dedication you need to be able to do something like that, right? You know, somebody's got to quit their job, be home all day, teach the kids. You got to take yeah. the courses. It's a lot of work to do that. But there are parents who are saying, you know what? I'm just doing it. They're they're changing how they live in order to be able to keep their kids out of the government schools. This is why they don't want school choice. All right, we've it, got it, it, yeah, all no, there you're right, right in front of us. Exactly. All right, we've got Jeff Katz and Mary Walter with us, both great radio hosts. Uh, guys, we've got to talk about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. So apparently, uh, guys, and, and Mary, I, I'm going to start with you. Um, <laughs> apparently, size matters. Maybe it doesn't matter. I'm, but, but clearly, something is going on with Ron DeSantis and his boot. Oh, did we lose Mary? We may have lost Mary. Jeff Kantz, do we have you with us? Yeah, I'm here, and I don't know how to break it to you, Todd. I am wearing Tacovas boots as we speak. It's all I wear. I I, I don't have the money for Lucchese like Ron DeSantis does, but but I got four pairs of Tacovas boots. I love them. So so do you wear, like, lifts in your, I mean, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a short guy. I would be appalled to wear, you know, high heels or... No, I, I look, they're cowboy boots, so I mean there there's a little more elevation than you would get, say, in a pair of sneakers or flip flops, but uh uh look, I'm I'm on a good day I'm five ten. If I'm wearing my boots on a good day I'm five ten and a half. I mean, you know, I don't think there's any great lift from the uh from the boots, but I do love them, man. I'm telling you, the most comfortable things I've ever worn. Mary, is this an issue for you? I mean, are you electing a president based on his height? On his footwear? 
Uh, no, uh, but traditionally, we know historically the taller candidate wins, right? So it's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I just wish he would just own it. It's kind of like the bald guy who doesn't want to admit that he's bald, so he's got like those four hairs that he keeps combing over his head <laughs> and like twirling them around up there, right? Own just it. Shave, shave it your head. Right? That, yeah. That's what he should do. It's kind of like this is where Trump disappointed me. When they went to small hands and Trump was like, I don't have small hands. I have the biggest hands. Just, just own it. Make a joke out of it. He should have gone on stage with like those little tiny fake hands. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. DeSantis should just own this and make a joke out of it. Go, yeah, so I'm 5'11". Who cares? You know, whatever height he says he is. Who cares? Right. But he didn't do that. And now it's falling apart for him. He, this is just another, whoever is advising him, it's just another bad Step. I don't know who his advisors are. They got to let him be him. Oh, I, I'm and I think you, it would have been handled much more, much differently. Mary, I think it's the wife. I, I do. I can't imagine any other person on the campaign oh, going up and woman. saying, "You know what? Well, <laughs> well, yeah." Is somebody on the campaign literally going to go up to the governor and say, "You need to put lifts in your boots"? I, I, I think that's the wife's call right there. Or has he been doing it all along and nobody noticed because nobody cared? Well, Jeff, you can't see the. I mean, clearly something is not right there because the boots are flopping. Well, I don't know about the floppy boots. I mean, nobody, this is the thing. Nobody I wants tell a president you this. with floppy boots. No, I don't. Well, I don't. But I, you know, it, I. This is the most I have spoken about boots uh, since <laughs> since like last Christmas when I told my wife I'm buying my own present. I'm getting boots, but uh, I don't know if his boots are floppy. I don't know if they're standing up straight. I, I, I just oh, I know God. the guy likes cowboy. Stop. No, I'm serious. Be, no, this is listen. Now, now we're going to get a boot lesson, believe it or not, because when you've got good quality cowboy boots they're really leather and that means you're supposed to put a thing in there to right. kind of support them so they keep their shape so maybe he hasn't put that in maybe he just grabs them and goes so he needs a boot support is what you're saying kind of like a, a jock strap for the boots so to speak I, I this is like this is a guy thing at this point <sighs> well well it go it gets worse because now after DeSantis says well we need to be you know, we've got serious issues, but uh, by the way, President uh, Trump, if he if he has balls, he'll go and debate, and if he debates, I'm going to put a boot on my head. Yeah, part of the dumb response is, who's running the campaign? And I, yep. here I am saying they should let Ron be Ron. Clearly, that was off the cuff or off the top of his head. Uh, and, right. and he's... Ah! I don't understand what is happening with him. He is just imploding so fantastically. He should just punch out at this point. Nikki Haley is really the only one running a serious campaign right now. And and she seems to be gaining ground. Do we have cats back? With, yeah. Cats, are you back with us? All right, we don't have cats, but Mary, to I'm your right point. right here. Oh, we've got cats. All right, well, yeah, uh, cats, <laughs> all right, we'll go to you and then to Mary here. Uh, but uh, to her point, uh, there is new polling out of uh, Des Moines. Our good buddy Jeff Stein from KXEL uh, says that DeSantis is in a free fall, and now uh, Nikki Haley is surging, and they're both tied for second place. Wow. I, I don't know that there's really any competition here. Although, again, I mean, there could be a whole discussion about footwear, uh, Ron DeSantis against Nikki Haley. Uh, it, it's it's really interesting. And to Mary's point, who is running the DeSantis campaign? I followed him as a congressman and as governor in Florida. I love the guy. And I, I really, yeah. I, I wish he would have had a team that said, okay, Ron, you be you. And he's not always the most, quote, fuzzy guy. But, damn, he's got a great sense of humor normally. He's got a great personality, usually. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't resonated. And I don't think his campaign team, assuming he's got one, has done him any favors. 
Yeah, Mary, I'm giving you the final word. Ooh, on Ron DeSantis. <laughs> on Ron DeSantis. Three... Yeah, I say, okay. I didn't know if I got yeah, to. Like, I say talk Trump should. Chances. Trump ought to show up at the debate, and instead of bringing the golf balls, he ought to bring a couple of volleyballs <laughs> or something with him. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I do think Trump should show up to debate. Trump has to debate at some point in time. However, he is getting so much free publicity, courtesy of Letitia James, and the, all these other um, you know AGs and everybody else who's going after him. He is getting so much free publicity and so much goodwill. You have. Van Jones on CNN saying, I think he's going to lose the black vote. I had yeah. Biden that he sees them going over to Trump based on the economy alone, plus what the justice system is doing to him. Yeah. I mean, he just said that yes, yesterday on CNN. All right. You know, so so I think I think Trump at this point, sometimes when he keeps his mouth shut, he does better than when he opens it. Oh, yeah. On that note, we will end it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> wow. We should have put a PG-13 rating at the start of this segment, guys. Uh, Mary Walter and Jeff Katz. Uh, folks, we have links to all of their great websites and podcasts over at ToddStarns.com. Have a great weekend, y'all. All right. Congratulations again, too. Todd. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Jeff Katz, Mary Walters. Never a dull moment uh, with, with uh, those two. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks, and uh, pay some bills. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starden Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, this Friday edition of the program. Let's uh, work in some phone lines here. Here. Uh, let's go to Tracy in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on the great KWAM. Hey, Tracy, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Let me tell you something, Mr. Uh, Todd. I don't know what it is. We're is. I've learned that we are in the same traffic at the same time. We're at the same Chick-fil-A at the same time. And we visit the same mall, cross, uh, carriage crossing today. We obviously think alike because when y'all were trying to figure out Mr. DeSantis, who's advising him, I was thinking it as you were speaking it. It is his wife. It's got to be. It's his wife. It is definitely 100% his wife. I'm telling you. So I was thinking it ironically, and you said it. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I can't even call quick enough. (laughs) (laughs) But but Tracy, again, the, the whole point is how do you approach this? You could have laughed it off. You could have had a good joke. Um, you could have had a nice comeback, a retort, and it's it's not even a one day story. And now this has become the storyline of the uh, the DeSantis campaign. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, he just needs to sit down, kick his boots off, and go sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Tracy, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. Uh, let's go to Ray in Pennsylvania watching us on Newsmax. Hi, Ray. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Well, you were talking earlier about you know homeschooling and that, and how good you know how it's growing. But <clears throat> no one remember, well, no one's been taught or remembers back in 1953 at the end of the Korean War, Justice Stalin said, "We'll never beat America militarily. The only way to beat them is to reindoctrinate and reeducate children." Next thing you know, teacher union, teachers union pops up, and they've been brainwashing our kids ever since. Look, so, it's it's a great yeah. point, Ray, and and that really is the engine that's driving this change in America right now. Our nation's public education system. Uh, we are watching a radical transformation. 
And keep in mind, it was Barack Hussein Obama who actually promised that uh, to fundamentally transform America. And, and Obama was very successful because he did it using the government, yes, but also through the Department of Education. Ray, appreciate that call. Uh, folks, our telephone number, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Your call's coming up next. This is The Todd Stern Show. All right, coming up at 3 o'clock on the Newsmax TV show, which you can watch on all of Newsmax's digital platforms, Laura Trump is going to be joining us. Also, very excited to talk about a guy who's really been making a difference on his campus at the University of Chicago, Daniel Schmidt, and uh, he's going to be weighing in on the rise of anti-Semitism on uh, university campuses around the nation. All right, want to go to the phone lines. A lot of people wanting to weigh in. This is Open Line Friday on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Uh, let's go to Abbeville, Louisiana. John, listening to us on our radio affiliate, KROF. Hi, John, what's going on? Todd, thanks for taking my call. And actually, I, I told your uh, screener a lie. I'm, I'm in Lafayette, the home of the UL. Uh, the Raging Cajuns. Cajuns. <laughs> oh, and the last time I called you, we talked about the... the um, Subway, not Subway Shop, the Poor Boy Shop. That's the old-time grocery on West St. Mary in Lafayette. I have been there at least five times in my life, and I need to get back down there again, John. Well, call me before you come, okay? Sounds like a plan. All right, what do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know if you can answer these questions, but i got two of them. All the money we're, being, we're, we're giving away as a result of COVID, Ukraine, Israel, immigration, you know, whatever, whatever situation that raises its ugly head. Doesn't the administration realize that the piper will show up at the White House door one day and demand payback? And I'm sure the piper is named Kneecaps Roselli. And the second question I have is, I see this country gone bankrupt in about five years. And when that happens, what do we use to conduct trade, especially consumer uh, purchasing? And that's it. Well, it's it's a great question, John. Appreciate you calling in, and I'll do my best to answer that. You know, one of the concerns I have is the the eradication of our actual currency. And there are a lot of places around Memphis where where we uh, originate this program. And they will not even take cash anymore. You have to have a credit card. You have to have some sort of a uh, some sort of a, of a cash card. But they will not accept accept cold hard cash. So look, it's a big problem, no doubt about it. And that's one of the reasons I'm excited about Speaker Johnson. I think he has illustrated uh, the point that if we are going to spend money, if we're going to send money to Ukraine, for example, we've got to figure out where do we make up that money, where do we offset that money and that revenue. And we did that with Israel, taking $14 billion away from the Internal Revenue Service. So let's hope that, and again, the Democrats are not going to be fiscally conservative at all. So let's hope that Speaker Johnson is able to convert more Republicans to to his way of, of thinking. 
All right, let's go to Nancy in Statesboro, Georgia, watching us on Newsmax. Hi, Nancy. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? And thank you for taking my call. Glad to do it. We love Georgia. Nancy, did you you ever remember a guy named Louis Grizzard back in the day? Actually, he's a distant cousin of mine. Is that right? Well, I am a huge Louis Grizzard fan. Used to read him growing up and uh, one of my great inspirations for getting into this business. Amazing. Well, my goodness. So, all right. So you're important people, Nancy. All right. You got to, next time you call and say, you're, you're Lewis's cousin and we're going to move you to the top of the line. What's, what's going on? What do you want to talk about, Nancy? I want to talk about how all of these crazy, uh, of uh, these crazy Islamic people got into the House of Representatives. Glenn Beck addressed this in 2008, and he said that he felt like that they were going to start setting up many caliphates within this country. And, you know, uh, a representative district is relatively small, and if you get a large number of people that are like thinking in one small area, they can put people in Congress. That's true. And I think that I think that's what's happening. I think that they there is a something going on where they are conspiring. Maybe that's not the right word, but they're getting together anyway. And there a large number of these people are moving into an area that they feel like is a representative district that they they can take over and they are getting a representative that will uh, harm our country and that is anti-Semitic. Well, Nancy, look, you're you're right on the money here, and and the the answer is is very simple. Uh, there are a lot of like-minded people living in those congressional districts. Uh, when you look at Ilhan Omar, for example, that is a radically far left Islamic congressional district now. When you look at what's happening with Rashida Tlaib in the Detroit area, it's the same story. And and I am concerned, and, and we've talked a lot about this on, on the radio show, um, and and I would encourage you to, to, to tune in uh, one of these days to, to all three hours because we do talk about this, and I do share Glenn's concerns about these caliphates that are being set up here in America, these sleeper cells. Uh, we heard from Homeland Security just a few days ago, and they do acknowledge that terrorists have been able to infiltrate our nation. They've been able to uh, breach our borders, and and that is a concern. So we just have to be prepared uh, once those terrorists decide to strike or they get the call to to strike. But ultimately, this this is about understanding that we have some very radicalized people living in this country now. And when you look at what's happening, for example, Nancy at AOC's congressional district, she may not she may not have an overwhelmingly Islamic district, but you've got radicalized young people that are getting out and voting for her, and they have the same belief system that a lot of these uh, Islamists have. Nancy, appreciate that call, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. And let's go to Hendersonville, North Carolina, WHKP is our great station there. And I know, Robert, you want to weigh in on Louis Grizzard. Yes, I do, Todd. 
All right, Robert, you're on the air. Um, yeah, I just wanted to tell you a little story I read about him one time. He he said he used to tip the waitresses. Uh, he put five dollars down, and if they were, he didn't like them just hanging around the table either. But if they were done do their job and all, he he gave them the whole five dollars. But if they were there and hang out and uh, wasn't doing their job, they might not get none of the money. He said. Wow. You know, it just, yeah, it was just how he was. That's how he, but back in, you know, it's back in the day, $5 is quite a bit of a tip, you know. I mean, uh, you know, to back, you know, back in the 80s, I guess, late 80s. Yeah, he but I died. I love Louis Grizzard, too, and I love your show, Todd. Well, You're thank great. you for that. Robert, I appreciate that. No, I lo- I've got every single book that Lewis wrote. Lewis also had a half-brother. His name was Ludlow Porch, and uh, Ludlow was actually known across the nation as one of the top trivia guys in America. A Sports Illustrated sent a reporter down to Atlanta and actually interviewed Ludlow, uh, and and he became became famous. And Ludlow, uh, for the longest time, actually had a talk radio program, predominantly in the southern states, called the Fun Seekers Network. And it was a lot of fun, but they would do trivia, and uh, people would call in. All the callers had weird names, nicknames. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, those were those were good guys, and we need more people like that uh, in, in in America these days. Robert, appreciate that call. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our telephone number on this open line Friday. This story, uh, and this should not be surprising to anybody, but police arrested a man who was investigating how to build bombs for a for an attack against Jewish people. The man was arrested in, of all places, Texas. His name is um, 20 year. He is 20 year old Sahab Abuyash. Fox 26 there uh, in the uh, the local TV station uh, confirms from their FBI sources uh, that this guy. Are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? This guy who wanted to blow up Jewish people. He's a Jordanian national and was in America illegally. He came to this country on June 2nd, 2016, on a B-2 tourism visa and left about two months later and somehow made it back into the nation. And how did he do that? Ladies and gentlemen, he used a Palestinian passport, and that's how he got here. So you better buckle up, folks, because there are a lot more people like that guy lurking about our great nation. All right, um, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Los Angeles. Art, listening to us on Newsmax. Hi, Art, what's on your mind? Hi, how you doing? Doing well, Art. Uh, go for it. Mike, um, I have a couple of situations. One of them is, or thoughts, one of them is um, the Democrats always say that the Republicans are not above the law. But we have Hillary Clinton with the 33,000 emails that were deleted. We have Pelosi ripping up the uh, speech that, that President Trump did. and then we Which have is Biden a crime, saying, by the way. Did you know that, Art? That's a, that's did, a crime. It's a, it's a felony. Yes, and it is. We had um, Biden saying on, on all the channels, saying that if you don't um, get rid of that guy, that he doesn't get the billion dollars. So who, they're saying who's above the law. They're above the law. But why right. do the Republicans report it, but why don't they do anything about it? Why isn't any getting done? You know, Art, this is a great question, but but let's just be patient here. Um, Speaker Johnson is basically leading us to that point. 
where we are going to be able to get something done in the House of Representatives. Now, look, they will impeach him. I do believe that President Biden will get impeached by the House, but the reality is, Art, nothing's going to happen in the Senate. I mean, that's just that's just the reality of it. The Democrats control the Senate, so nothing's going to happen there. But we are going to get something done. I do believe that. Art, appreciate that call. Let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Vincent is on the line listening to us on KWAM. Hi, Vincent. What's on your mind? Good morning, Todd. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Oh, great. Um, my question was, do you feel that a lot of these issues that are going on in our country today that we may disagree with or may not um, are directly related to the Great Reset? What do you mean by that, the Great Reset? Uh, are, are you familiar with the term the Great Reset um, that was initiated a uh, uh, I guess a few years ago now by some of the more elites of our country. Okay, all right. Are, are you familiar with that? I am familiar with it, but there have been multiple great resets. So which one are you talking about? Uh, it would be the most recent um, with, um, like I said, some of the more elites, uh, Gates, um, some other... And what are they resetting? What is what is the whole point of the great reset in your mind? What would you What would you say the great reset is? Um, I think there's a lot to it. Um, to sum it up would be difficult, but uh, um, I can tell you that one of their mottos was, you will have nothing and be happy. Um, so that kind of gives us some direction as far as what they're, what they're planning or hoping to do. Well, um, yeah, look, uh, so from that aspect, I, you know, I think uh, when you look back at the, the China virus pandemic, that was a moment in time, and if you want to call it a, a, a great reset, but I do believe that there are global forces at work uh, that, you know, want this one, you know, some people called it back in the day during H.W.'s time, the one world government, the new world order. Um, I, I think there may be something to that. I mean, I, I don't jump down that rabbit hole uh, very often. But when you when you look at, at what the governments of the world did to the people during the, the China virus pandemic, for example, I think there's evidence of that. Ultimately, I believe here in this country, the issue was breaking the spirit and the will of the American people and honestly testing the American people, Vincent, to see exactly how far the government could infringe upon our rights. And what concerns me is uh, we, the people, were by and large willing to surrender all of our civil liberties for the sake of uh, being safe. And, And that's that's a big problem in my estimation. Vincent, we've got to run for a break here. Appreciate that call. Again, folks, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right. Iran's Ayatollah says death to America is not just a slogan, but it's their policy. What have we been saying? on this program, folks. They want to kill the Christians. They want to kill the Jews. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the planet, and they want to wipe the United States of America off the planet. That's who these people are. All right, um, just a reminder, folks, at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, you can watch on N2, the Todd Starnes TV show. Laura Trump is going to be here, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation. That's coming up along with your calls as well. 
And also, uh, my brand new book is out, uh, will be out in March. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? President Trump wrote the foreword to the book, and uh, we have a lot of great endorsements. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Congressman Jim Jordan, our good buddy, Pastor Robert Jeffress. And we'd love for you to get a copy of the book. You can do that by going to Amazon, wherever you buy your books, and you can pre-order today. All right, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, let's go to Vicki in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Hi, Vicki, what's going on? Hey, well, as Americans and citizens of the United States, and I know all my friends and everyone talks about it, we want, since we got the new speaker, accountability for people in Congress that's supposed to be setting examples when they lie, like President Trump, Judge Kavanaugh, and destroy people's lives, they should be accountable for jail time, you know, for destroying that person's like lying just to gain their political views. But Americans, and I've talked to a lot of people, we're tired of it. We want to see someone go to jail for what they're doing because it's not, it keeps happening and we're sick of it. Look, I'm I'm with you on this one, Vicky, and I love it. And but ultimately, this is the job of we the people. And if you've got a lawmaker, a representative, and and he's out there or she's out there, and she's not being honest, they they promise one thing on the campaign trail, and then they get up and they act like Kevin McCarthy. Then you have an obligation. The voters have an obligation to say you're not going back to Washington D.C. And, and that's really laziness, I think, Vicky, on the electorate. But you know, you've got to lead that charge, and we got to get those people kicked out of office. Well, you got them bringing in all these illegals, which they won't, which they don't know much about how, you know, governments run so they can use this pawns to gain political votes and yeah. persuade them with all these gifts and stuff. But, you know, it's just, I think what the citizens get punished by what they do, it shouldn't be the different laws just because they're in Congress. That gives them a get out of jail card every time they lie. It almost destroys people's lives, and it's not right. It should be the same laws. You perjure yourself, and you reap the consequences of everybody, common citizens. Vicki, it's it's a lot of common sense, and, and you're right. And and I'm excited about Speaker Johnson. I think he is going to be a true conservative leader, and and I think that's going to help expose a lot of a lot of this wokeness. Well, I mean, look at what Senator Tumberville is dealing with right now in the U.S. Senate, where you have fellow Republican senators that hate his guts because he is pro-life. Vicki, we got to run. Appreciate that call. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up at 3 o'clock and just a mere minutes away, our big N2 TV show. We want you to tune in and watch that. You get out there. You have a great, great, great Friday, America. And be sure to go to church this weekend. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.